0: We've always invested time and energy into explaining why changes are being made. And they've been there to witness the outcomes. And they've always been proud of where we've come from and what we've achieved. So we're all excited about the future of community pharmacy. Hi, I'm Rebecca Young, Managing Partner at Capital Chemist Chisholm. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network Podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia focusing on pharmacy management and ownership the pbcn podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals the pbcn podcast supporting your journey every step of the way
1: capital chemist chisholm is a fantastic example of the qualities and attributes that will shape the development of community pharmacy moving into the future Rebecca Young, pharmacy owner, and the team have driven their success through strong business management, capitalising on emerging technologies, and engaging the wider health community. Capital chemist Chisholm's Dedication to patient care and community service earned the pharmacy recognition through the recent GPY 2020 Awards announcement, proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Care Pharmaceuticals and sponsor QCPP. They are the business management category winner as well as the overall Guild Pharmacy of the Year for 2020. In response to the COVID 19 outbreak, Capital Chemist Chisholm has displayed an unwavering commitment to community engagement and have continued to provide professional service and advice to patients and the public. Today, we talk with Rebecca Young about the pharmacy's journey to GPY 2020, the challenges currently facing community pharmacy, and what's in store for the future. Here's Rebecca. Rebecca, firstly, a huge congratulations on the win in the business management category. And we're going to touch on that uh, shortly as we get into the show. But obviously, we have been facing unprecedented challenges in recent times, especially frontline healthcare workers like yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience so far and the challenges of the last few months and and how it's affected your business and your patient care?
0: Thank you. Um, Well, it's come as a huge shock to us all. Um, We weren't prepared for the panic buying initially and the general feeling of angst and stress from patients. Um, Our team were... It was exhausting and it was challenging um, for everyone, but we had to adapt quickly. So we implemented many new policies and procedures, um, including strict hygiene measures, um, so constant cleaning, sanitising surfaces and good hand hygiene for all our team and encouraging all our patients when they came in to do the same. Uh, our team felt more comfortable wearing personal protective equipment, so we sourced a lot of masks and the team started wearing those, which made them feel safe. And our patients preferred it too. Um, we had to stop most of our face-to-face health services, except for vaccinations, which were obviously extremely important—the um, flu vaccinations at, at the moment. And we were still doing—we're still doing some leave certificates, um, but. We just had to put a halt to most of our other health services to minimise patient contact. Some of them now we're doing via telehealth, but initially we couldn't do that because we were just overwhelmed with just trying to keep up with the workload. Um, We also had to have split our teams um, just so that if one team got sick, the other team could step up. Um, we have a triage station at the front of the pharmacy to check people are um, healthy when they come in. And we've also had um, a huge number of deliveries since we started, so really trying to push our delivery service. We, we used to hardly do any deliveries, and now we're doing um, numerous deliveries a week um, so that our vulnerable patients can stay at home, which we're trying to encourage them to do. Stock management has been critical. It's been uh, also a major challenge. There have been so many out of stocks and we've needed to pay particular attention to make sure that we have a solution for the out of stocks, um, which I think we've managed pretty well and our patients have been really understanding when we can't give them their normal brand as long as we can give them something. They have been happy about that. We've also seen huge demand for things that we used to not sell much of, um, such as a hand sanitizer, masks, thermometers, gloves, and so sourcing all those products has also been really important. Um, and I guess the priority through all of this is keeping our team and our community safe, and, safe and healthy. So that has been the number one priority through this whole, through all the chaos, and we have done a really good job of doing that and we've just had to change our normal roles so and adapt um, which everyone has done an amazing job through very um, difficult circumstances.
1: Some amazing examples there about what you're doing on the front line because community pharmacies are on the front line of the COVID-19 response effort and Many patients rely on the expertise and and the trust of their pharmacists that they, they see regularly, they know where they are, they know them by name and face. How has this news been received by the pharmacy and in fact the wider Chisholm community? Do you think that this type of thing will reinforce the relationship between community and pharmacy going forward?
0: Yes, I believe it will. Um, Our team, they all know that we're essential workers and they understand how important their roles are and they're more important than ever. Uh, Our team have embraced the changes um, and our team have remained united through the challenges, which I think has been really important because without our team, we can't continue to deliver um, health services to our community. Um, so I'm very grateful because it's been a really tough year after the bushfire smoke at the beginning of the year. Then we had a seven-week re- uh, shop, major shop refit, which we had a week's break in between that. And then it's straight into COVID-19. So they really haven't had a break. Um, so I'm ve- yeah, very grateful for all the hard work that they've been doing because I'm tired, they're tired, we're all tired. <laughs> uh, but uh, they haven't complained. They just they know it's their job and they want to help our patients and our community our patients and the community have been very supportive and appreciate the efforts that we have gone to to keep our team and community safe over this period our patients have witnessed the changes we've made and they've also seen how busy we are at times and understand that it isn't quite business as usual but i also think it's been an opportunity to further build our trust and respect and loyalty within our community cuz they understand why, we're do- why we've been doing what we're doing. Um, and it's not because we enjoy doing it, it's because we're doing it because we have to and we do have obligation as healthcare professionals and frontline workers um, to keep everyone uh, healthy and safe. So we have had some of our patients say we can't wait to see your smiling faces again because they, all they've been seeing is us wearing um, masks and and looking exhausted. So I think they're looking forward to just being able to come in, have closer contact with us, be able to come into the consult rooms and continue to do some of those things that we used to be able to do uh, without the triage desk and the social distancing Um and just be able to spend more time with them in the pharmacy, which we're all looking forward to being able to do.
1: They did sound like rocks for you. And as I mentioned at the start, some exciting news about the award. And your pharmacy has quite a history of accolades. How does winning an award like Guild Pharmacy of the Year for 2020, how does that compare with what you've achieved in the past? And And you spoke there about, how your team's really pulled together and worked really hard across a couple of challenging periods so far just in in 2020. So I'm curious about how does winning an award like that energize the team and, and, and really keep them on track to be performing in, in such uncertain times when the community relies on them?
0: Well, we're all very proud of our achievements um, and all our team have contributed to our success over the last few years. Um, It has definitely given our team a boost when we found out about the Guild Farm Series of the Year and winning that. It was right when the COVID-19 pandemic had just started. So we haven't been able to celebrate yet. Um, We haven't even all been together, um, but... It has definitely given the team a boost, and we keep talking about the COVID-19 after party. So we <laughs> definitely, we definitely will celebrate, um, and our community. We've promised that we will do a community celebration after that because, without. Um, all our lovely patients in our community that have continued to support us, we also wouldn't be here today. So, um, you know, they're very proud to call us their local pharmacy and um, we're, um, we love having them um, coming into our pharmacy on a regular basis.
1: You mentioned about having a community celebration when you have the ability to be able to do that because, Capital Chemist Chisholm has obviously been an integral part of the community for quite some time. I mean, you mentioned earlier about uh, just doing a recent shop fit out, but if we were to go right back, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the pharmacy and how it's changed and evolved over time to meet the community needs?
0: Yes, so the Capital Chemist Chisholm's been at our local shopping centre for over 30 years um, and I've been at the pharmacy for 11 years of those and I own the pharmacy for almost 10. Um, Traditionally, when I first bought the pharmacy um, or first arrived at the pharmacy, it was a very traditional pharmacy uh, with a raised dispensary and we only had one pharmacist on duty and over the years we've built the business up We've had three shop refits. So the first one was to put in a consult room. We didn't have any consult rooms because health services weren't really a thing when when I first started. Um, So we put in one consult room and then the second um, refit that we had, we made the dispensary more open plan and brought the pharmacist down the front and put in a second consult room. And then, this last refit that we've just completed at the beginning of March, um, we had an expansion and put in three consult rooms. Um, So, we've had a lot of changes. The team's grown a lot since then. We now have uh, three to four pharmacists on duty, we have interns, we have four pharmacy students and technicians. So the roles have changed a lot and we want to be the pharmacist out at the front of the shop, engaging with our patients and providing health services, um, meeting the demands of our local community. So it's definitely changed a lot and we've continued to engage with our community over that time and built up a very loyal um, following from our local community.
1: So, Rebecca, a couple of shop fits over the years clearly focused on continuous improvement, it's obviously considered quite important to the success of the business. Can you tell us a bit about that focus on continuous improvement and, and how you think it's been important to your success?
0: Yes, every time I have a shop fit, I say, I promise this is the last one we're going to do. I must be a sucker for punishment, but we just completed our third um, refit at the start of March, and it was only meant to be a minor one, but it ended up being an expansion and a major shop refit. Uh, we had the opportunity to take on an extra 50 square meters, and when we only originally had 156 square meters, uh, we couldn't continue to grow and expand the business unless we took this extra space. So we managed to negotiate a long lease, um, and we agreed to. After nine months of negotiating, we managed to take on, agree on that extra space with our landlords, um, and then that changed what we were going to do with the refit. So we decided um, to automate. So we put in a dispensing robot, which has been the best thing, um, particularly with this COVID-19 crisis, because it has made uh, life much easier, improved our efficiencies. We've put in three um, designated consult rooms. So it enables us to continue to grow and expand our health services um, in the future, we haven't actually been able to use many of them except for flu vaccinations over the last month uh, because we haven't been doing all our health services, but we are um, looking forward to getting back in there and doing more of those. And we've put in dispensing pods as well, so we're prepared for electronic prescriptions and kept the dispensary very open. So we want it's, it's very important, I believe, to continue to always um, make changes in the business Uh, and be looking forward to see what's happening in the industry, what your competitors are doing. And everyone can always do things better in business, I believe. So it's important to – we made these changes to help keep us at the forefront of community pharmacy. And I'm really happy with what we've done and looking forward to being able to utilise the spaces more, uh, hopefully, later this year.
1: Well, part of that continuous improvement is clearly around engaging with the community and especially important because the pharmacy has been there in the community for over 30 years. So it's clearly well established within the local community as a healthcare destination. What are some of the ways in which you go about engaging and interacting with the community outside of the walls of the lovely refitted pharmacy? Because it'd be great to understand how you believe that that engagement benefits your patient interaction and support.
0: The Capital Chemist Group have a wonderful program called the Capital Chemist Community Matters Program and our team love being involved in this program and also our own Chisholm community activities. Um, Our team enjoy giving back to our community and we also get to witness the positive outcomes of our community program and the difference this makes to people's lives. So, ways we engage, uh, some ways that we engage with our patients and community include um, being involved with the Rise Above Capital Region Cancer Relief Program. Um, so, we help with their local fundraising activities, we get involved with Seniors Week and the Council on the Ageing, uh, we get involved with their exhibitions, and we also have an in store Seniors Matters loyalty program. We also support the Heart Foundation and the Heart Foundation Ambassador Program. We have two pharmacists that are um, Heart Foundation ambassadors. We support Dementia Australia and we're a dementia-friendly pharmacy. We Love being um, involved in the biggest morning tea, the Cancer Council's biggest morning tea each year, and we always invite uh, community into for a cuppa and morning tea. That may not be happening this year, but we do it every other year. Uh, so our team love baking and um, um, for various other. Um, Charities as well. We're also involved with MS Australia, things like Red Nose Day, and um, we like to collaborate. um, You know, with the universities. Um, We're also an NDIS provider, and other allied um, healthcare professionals. Uh, we've also become a mental health first aid workplace um, and we support many other local schools, uh, sporting teams and for their various fundraising activities and sponsorships. And then in stores we hold, in store we hold regular health promotions, um, providing health checks during these Um, this time to promote awareness. And all of these activities help further establish our relationships with our customers and it strengthens our presence in the community and leverages our brand. So I think it's really important. Our team enjoy it as well. So it is just part of what we do.
1: Outstanding. And I think that point about staff enjoying being involved in those community engagement initiatives is a really important point to make. Now, Rebecca, winning Business management category clearly reflects your aptitude and success in this area, and it really does set you apart from your competitors. Tell us, what do you think are the key factors that that contribute to succeeding in that category?
0: I think the culture of our team is very important to our success. Uh, we believe. We've got a high retention rate of staff and I think it's um, attributed to an inclusive, supportive, flexible and motivated workplace uh, where the staff enjoy the people they work with, um, have fun and most importantly, love our local community because we can't have a good business if we don't have a good team. So I will talk about our team quite a bit during this podcast but um, it is it is so important. Um, we've also invested a lot of time, um, time and time money into training and upskilling our team and that's also been really important to our success and it's helped make our pharmacy a community health hub. So it's enabled improved patient care and it provides professional satisfaction for our team. Uh, I always monitor the numbers. Um, We set KPIs, um, we monitor them and we always strive to achieve and improve on them. So I'm always looking at the numbers um, because if the numbers are heading in the right direction, then we're obviously doing everything else right. Um, we've also hired consultants to give us outside perspective and um, sent our team to numerous trainings and conferences. Uh, we have also learned from our mistakes, and I think this is really important. So we've had a number of challenge, business challenges over the years, um, and whenever we've been presented with challenges, um, our teams always work together to overcome the problem. And we've always implemented new and better strategies to prevent these issues from occurring again. So. Uh, I think it's really important that that businesses do learn from mistakes. So most of our team have been with us on our business management transformation. Um, We've always invested time and energy into explaining why changes are being made. Um, And they've been there to witness the outcomes. And they've always been proud of where we've come from and what we've achieved. So, And um, we're all excited about the future of community pharmacy.
1: You should be excited. and, And that's what I want to touch on. Now, you said earlier that you'd added some consulting rooms to the pharmacy and that when you first arrived at the pharmacy, the professional services wasn't something that was offered. But clearly provision of health services and professional services is becoming a significant aspect of any pharmacy business and the future it will continue to be so. The pharmacy has made some significant investment in this area. What was it that prompted you to, to take the steps into that transformation and tell us how it's been? What are some of the bumps? What have been some of the early successes? How it been received by the patients?
0: So we identified the need in our community. Um, people, our patients wanted uh, accessible uh, services So we always sort of started off with the basic ones like blood pressure checks, um, vaccinations, leave certificates um, and supported all the Guild 6 CPA programs, um, meds checks. We have also two pharmacists that are accredited pharmacists to provide home medication reviews. So we focused on doing those and doing them properly and all our team were trained and um, were able to do that most of the time, for most of those services, no appointments were necessary. So, I think it was about starting with the basics and getting those um, getting those right. Then we have a lot of um, diabetic patients um, in our local community um, and and some overweight patients as well. So we started off with the Imprimai, um weight loss program. We sort of got that up and running, and then we realised a lot of our patients had sleep apnea. So that became one of our, well, that has become our biggest health service. So we've um, built up that. Um, unfortunately, we can't provide that same service like we we um, were prior to COVID-19, but we are looking forward to getting hands-on with that again in the very near future, and we are still doing teleconferences, teleconferences with that. Um, so... Our patients um, have been very receptive to the health services. They like that it's accessible. They know and trust us. Um, And we've worked um, with our allied health professionals to establish that trust. And so there's been two-way referrals from them because we don't want to be working against our local doctors. We want to be working with them. And so... We've been in the community long enough that they respect us, they know us, and so they're happy for, to send patients to us and we work with them when we get their reports, we send them to them. We're also doing more wing care now, we were, um, and again, that'll be something else that we'll be expanding on um, once COVID-19's over. So our patients really appreciate us um, providing these services, um, especially over the last... Um, six weeks being able to walk in have a vaccination flu vaccination without making an appointment Um, they've been very grateful for, uh, for because some of the doctors surgeries they haven't been able to make appointments or go in so they appreciate the convenience We're also providing um, the National Immunisation Programme flu vaccination for the over 65 years. So a lot of these patients um, last year, because it was only a pilot program, weren't aware that pharmacists could provide the over 65 vaccine. And this year we've done hundreds of them and our patients are very grateful and they feel comfortable and safe coming into the pharmacy at the moment with all the extra hygiene measures uh, and triage desk that we've got happening. So I think overall our health services have been very well received and we're all excited to get back into the consult rooms and spend more time one-on-one with our patients. And it establishes trust, um, loyalty, and they also then want to come back to us. And they talk to their friends, they talk to their doctors, and it just establishes um, us as a community health hub.
1: You mentioned that professional services are well-received, which tells me and, and the listeners that it's something that your patients and the community want from the pharmacy. You spoke about adding sleep apnea services and consulting to your range. How do you figure out that that is something that you should be adding and it's something that people need and that you think it's going to be successful?
0: You need to have the right staff members to be able to provide the services. So we've always consulted again with our team to find out what they want to be doing, asked our patients uh, what they want us to be doing, and also spoken to our um, allied health professionals, our local health professionals in the area to find out what they want us to be doing. So we need to all... Uh, be working together. Um, We've then had to change some of the staff rosters. um, And whenever we've implemented a new service, we've always made sure that we've had plenty of training. And that training doesn't stop after the first training session. It's ongoing training because if we are going to provide these health services, we need to be respected. We need to know what we're talking about. um, And we need to provide the most up-to-date information some of these services, they do take time. So that's why identifying um, and, you know, good time, uh, particular time slots for particularly sleep apnea consults because it's often after work and in the evenings that patients will start to um, think about their machines and they might realise that something's broken. So we've just had to um, change some of the rostering because of that. And also, we need, have needed the consult rooms, which is why we've put in extra consult rooms um, with our latest refit, because we need to have private areas and space to be able to provide these services.
1: We so often hear great stories about professional services being added to a pharmacy's range of, of offerings, and we always hear people speak really positively about them but there's clearly challenges. So in lightness, what what are some of those challenges that might not be so obvious that you have to identify and figure out a way to overcome them so that you can actually implement them well?
0: There are always challenges, but I think um, having the whole team on board and communicating clearly so that they know what you're doing, what you're focusing on, And not trying to do everything at once. So it might be, you might have a focus on sleep apnea one month, um, you know, focus on weight loss another month because if you're trying to do everything all the time, it's too confusing for the staff. So I think that's one way we've been able to get around that. Um, I mentioned about the time um, it takes. So you can't cut staff if you're going to put in professional health services. You actually need to put on more staff and have the right staff that are trained um, because um, you still need to have people out the front of the shop being able to deliver quality health care to your other patients that are in the pharmacy, not just the ones in the consult rooms. Um, And also having multiple staff trained because if someone does leave, then you need to still be able to keep up the same level of service and good um, and. Good documentation of notes as well, because again, if someone leaves, you need to know um, what's been what's happened, particularly with the sleep apnea, which can be quite complicated for some patients.
1: Driving change and transformation in pharmacy requires great leadership, but as you've mentioned a number of times, underpinning that leadership is a great team, an enthusiastic and an engaged team. How have you brought your team along? on that transformation journey and, and how they embrace the challenge.
0: Many of my team have been with me for over eight years um, and been together with me on my on the business transformation. Um, I used to go to a training and, and walk straight back into the shop and go, right, we're making this change and we've got to do this, this and this. And I guess over the years with Um, some coaching and a lot of training I've learned that you can't make every change on day one and you can't go to a conference and roll everything out in one day so I guess we've all developed including myself over that time Um, the team have supported me while I've had my two children um, and they've always been embraced change um Yeah, we've made numerous changes over the last 10 years. Um, We've talked about the refits, um, the expansion and a change to our professional services, mix. So we all enjoy working together. Um, We um, make sure that we have um, social events outside of the pharmacy. Um, Everyone understands each other and respects each other. We have a very multicultural team too, which I think is wonderful. Uh, And... um, I think we all learn from um, each other. Um, We've listened to all of the team and we always ask, before we make a change, we get everyone's ideas. So everyone feels like they're part of it, um, part of any change, and they feel like they've got some ownership in that as well. I think also what we've really worked on over the last few years is playing to people's strengths. There's no point... Um, getting someone to do something if they don't like doing it or they're not good at it. So, we've really tried to identify um, what people enjoy doing, um, what they want to be doing, and tried to sort of create roles so that we're able to get the best out of them. And, um, and I think that also aids retention too because we have a happy workplace. And um, yeah, I, I love our team and, um, and they all enjoy working with each other. It
1: is clear you love your team and with so many of them being with you for so long, it's clear that teamwork is a huge factor to the success at Capital Chemist in Chisholm. Getting that team obviously starts with finding the right staff, but as you said earlier, you don't have high staff turnover. But when you do get the opportunity to add somebody to the team, are there any sort of innovative approaches or strategies that you use to recruit staff and then develop and and, and add them into the already cohesive unit?
0: Well, the way that we're recruiting staff these days is quite different to the way I used to recruit staff. It used to be, can you start now? <laughs> can, what days can you work? Okay, you've got the job. So now we ask a few more questions because I think because we do have such a strong team, we do need to make sure that they are going to be a good fit. Um, so we always we always hire for attitude and train for skill so we want to make sure if they've got the right attitude um you know it's better than them having all the right training we can always train someone up so um we've also tried to work with the local university and um we love having pharmacy students and interns because then we can train them up and they really want to then become an intern and hopefully become a pharmacist so we've um made sure that we've been working with um students more and um we love. I, I love the role of mentoring them and training them and um, I'm also the intern preceptor. So um, I enjoy that teaching side of it too. Um, so I think that's really important too, getting the – New students in and um, getting them excited about community pharmacy and hopefully wanting them to stay in community pharmacy when they register. So some of the best staff choices I've made have been just on gut feel. Um, we don't really have I don't really have a magic way of finding and recruiting staff. I think sometimes you just know if that person is going to be a right fit for the team and some of the best staff choices I've made have been on gut feel. doesn't always work out, but a lot of the time, um, I think you do have to trust your guts.
1: You sound really excited when you talk about your business, Rebecca. And while these awards provide a sense of validation for the exceptional efforts and results that you've been able to achieve, it's clear that Capital chemist Chisholm is not one to rest on its laurel. So I want to know, what are the plans going forward for the pharmacy? And on what sort of exciting opportunities do you see for
0: the business? Well, I think the first thing is just to get, get through COVID-19, <laughs> <laughs> um, survive that. And then I think we're going to just have to reassess things because some of the plans that I had, um, sort of that we've been thinking about when we um, we're planning the refit and what we were going to um, start doing in the consult rooms may have to change slightly depending on um, social distancing and hygiene measures so some of our consults um, the way we perform them may have to change it is a changing world so we will um, have to reassess um, but I think you know we're gonna we're just pleased that we've got through this last um, four months and um, we are excited firstly about celebrating our, our win and I think that's the first thing we need to do we're looking forward to getting the team back together and hopefully in a few weeks time we'll be able to stop doing split shifts so I think first things first is to get our team back together and then start um, gradually rolling out more of our health services that we were doing um, when it's safe to do so and, you know, reassuring our patients that we're here for them and then it'll be reassessing things again. So I'm not entirely sure what what, um, what we'll be doing in six months' time, but... Um, First things first is I'm just excited about getting the team back together so and get through this COVID-19.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Rebecca Young, congratulations again to you and your team on winning the business management category in the Pharmacy of the Year Awards and overall Pharmacy of the Year for 2020. And thank you so much for finding some time in what is a very, very busy and stressful period for the business and sharing your experiences and insights with us. Thank you. In these unprecedented circumstances, Rebecca and the team were unfortunate to miss out on the opportunity to showcase and celebrate their achievements leading into APP 2020. Though, in the style we have come to expect from our industry, Capital Chemist Chisholm did not hesitate to jump to the front line of the COVID-19 response and continue to dedicate their time and their resources to patient care and community support. The team is to be commended for their efforts and there are certainly bright things on the horizon for Capital Chemist Chisholm. To find out more about the 2020 Guild Pharmacy of the Year Awards and the finalists, follow the link guild.org.au news-events forward slash guild-awards forward slash pharmacy hyphen of hyphen the hyphen year as well as guild.org.au forward slash news hyphen events forward slash news forward slash 2020 forward slash capital hyphen chemist hyphen chisholm hyphen in hyphen the hyphen act hyphen named hyphen guild hyphen pharmacy hyphen of hyphen the hyphen year Keep an eye out for upcoming podcasts showcasing other GPY 2020 finalists, champions in professional innovation and community engagement. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 46 of the PBCN podcast.
0: The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.